Insight. Uh, I am your host, Brian Wade. Uh, it is March the 8th, 2019, and this is episode 102. Uh, and I'm here with my very special co-host, uh, Charles Turner. Hello, Charles. Hello. I'm glad I'm special. And that's it. It's just the two of us. Yeah, it is. I've got something to ask you. You have something to ask? I have an answer for you. If there's anything you would change or add to the Harry Potter book series, what would it be? <laughs> oh, boy. So we're just going to talk about Harry Potter again, huh? Um, <laughs> I, to, to give an insight to my life recently, I've just um, watched, or not watched, yes, we've watched all all seven, eight movies with my kids in the last month or so, Okay, and I've just listened to all the audio books in about okay. so, so, two So you're, you're deep in like I was the last time we talked about Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I'm, <laughs> I'm way, way in. Like, I am at the point where I'm going to start searching for secondhand copies of all the video games, and I've only played, <laughs> I've only played one of them. And I just want to play them all because I need more Harry Potter in my life. Um, <laughs> I, know, I, I know that feeling, man. That's how I was. Um, well, you asked this question, so let me think about it while you give your answer because you clearly have an answer. You wouldn't have asked me this. Yes. There, there are there are some slight issues that with it, like with any media. Um, not, nothing's perfect. But Forks, the Phoenix, what I would change mm-hmm. or add is that Forks would come back and at some point and take Harry on as his master. Cause sure, Harry, Harry lost, um, his L as we all know, spoilers for those who haven't <laughs> <laughs> seen or read the books by now. Uh, rest, rest in peace, Hedwig. Yeah, exactly. Um, but forks like it was, re- I thought it was right. Quite symbolic that forks left Hogwarts. Um, and his song disappeared from the grounds, and that was in symbol symbolism of of Dumbledore leaving um, Harry's life and and the Wizarding World to the next life. Yeah, but Harry proved his loyalty and proved he had a connection with Forks. I just thought it'd been a cool touch that he inherit Forks. Sure, I can see that. So much so, I, w- I kind of want it rewritten and actually edit it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can do that, man. That's that's what fan fiction is. Oh yeah, cool. You could you could be the change you want to see in the world. Nice. Well, this is it. This is my fanfic. <laughs> Fox come back and save it's, Harry. It's just Harry Potter, but but Fox is back. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly the same. But um, Fox saves him. Like during that one of the big battles, Harry could have died again. Um, but Forks does what he does and swallows the killing curse or something for that he did for Dumbledore in yeah. the fifth book. Boy, that was th- yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Actually you talking about Harry dying, that, that is my big thing. I, I think Harry should have died and stayed dead in book seven. Like I really like, I, I understand the whole Horcrux thing, but like, I really felt like it took a lot of the wind out of the sacrifice that he was just able to come back. Like the whole the whole big thing is like oh Harry is going to sacrifice his life to protect everyone 
Yes. Yeah, at Hogwarts, right? Like he's he's going to protect everyone from double or from Voldemort's army. Um and so then when he when he just gets to come back with basically no consequences, like I feel like that kind of like like it, it, it like pulls the punch a little bit, you know? Yeah. I see what you're saying, but I really hate when heroes die in things. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the book I'm reading right now the uh, the main character was I guess sort of presumed dead at the end of the second book of the series and boy like it was it was pretty intense um, I don't know if y'all I don't know if you've ever read the uh, the Unhewn Throne uh, books but they're very good you should check them out yeah cool um, I'm all about the audio books these days I fall asleep I'm if sure I you try can and read to them also. I try, yeah, fall asleep when I try and read these days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I was I was uh, talking to one of the authors that I like on Twitter one time, and they were they were talking about uh, uh, reading like as a as a means to wind down, and it like unlocked something in my brain that it's like I do the same thing, like I, I read when I go to bed, and I think having done that for basically my entire life, my brain just associates reading with bedtime. So even if I decide to read in the middle of the day, like, I get sleepy, <laughs> uh, which is really frustrating because then I have to fight through the sleep to read the book, which I will do if it's a really good book. But yep. then oftentimes I will just, you know, fall asleep like halfway through a page. <laughs> yep. It also means you're getting old, Brian. <laughs> I, I, I'm, Charles, I'm so old. <laughs> um, Ancient. But yeah, that, that's fair enough. Um I don't know how that would change your your wish would change because it would just kind of end. I kind of no, like the fact Longbottom that... would would defeat Voldemort. Like, come on, Charles, this is my fan fiction. No, oh, yeah, never Longbottom would take up the mantle as the boy who was almost chosen, the the nearly chosen one. Yeah, Neville's actually one of my favorite characters because Neville's of that. Fucking awesome, That's he's why. the man. And yeah. in the movie, like he's so dope. Yeah, I like that they kind of took what the books was trying to do with his character and just allowed him to do a little bit more at times to, to flesh that out. Uh, yeah. It didn't, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I guess that could work because then it would switch per- pers- perspectives to Neville because the books yeah, follow which, Harry's perspective. Yeah, which every time the books switch perspectives and, and focus on someone else, those are like the best chapters of those books. It does it very rarely. Like 95% yeah. of the books are just from Harry's point of view. Yeah, but like the, the the chapter in Half Blood Prince, I believe, where you follow Snape, and it's like Snape and Bella and um, uh, yeah, and Wormtail and Narcissa. No, the yeah, Narcissa, yes, and Wormtail. Um, yeah, there. yeah, that chapter is amazing. Like, yeah, and yeah. it's because we are seeing a perspective that we don't see very often. Yeah, yeah, no, that would be interesting. I do like the fact though, Harry's actually given the choice to stay dead. But he's yeah. like, his determination's like, no, nah, no, nah, i got to take care of this. Yeah. And it, yeah, I guess that's a bit arrogant, thinking he's the only one that can. <laughs> but the fact is, Neville is still the one who allowed it to happen. So Neville's still the best. Yep, Neville, Neville's <laughs> the coolest. He he killed the snake, and that makes him cooler than Harry Potter. Fuck, fuck Harry Potter. It should be <laughs> Neville Longbottom and the Sorcerer's Stone. I am yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's a fanfic who wrote, has rewritten the whole story, but with Neville. <laughs> I'm sure there probably has been. Um, have you ever have you ever read any of the like involved Harry Potter fanfictions? Um, I've read one years and years ago. Um, 
like that was a, it, it was rewriting the deathly hallows but as if death was present like the, the okay. personification okay. of death and he was yeah. like a fourth character that was with them but so was it was it basically like the death from sandman like the, <laughs> the, the neil gaiman's character death um well just like yeah like the the person death I yeah, guess that's yeah. in the deathly hallows um talks about death as like being a person in the in the wizarding sure. world um whether or not that's true or not but yeah it was it was it was interesting it was a well-written and i thought it was an interesting concept that he had this extra companion with him but now that's only fan fiction i've really read yeah i uh i i got real one of one of the times that i was real deep into harry potter i decided that i was going to read the harry potter and the methods of rationality or whatever it's called the uh it's basically it's a it's a, an entire rewrite of harry potter where he is rather than being a redheaded stepchild basically um he is uh he's been adopted by um by putunia and whatever her husband's name is in that book i think it's michael or something and he they're uh he's a scientist so he's harry's like this like really precocious asshole um and i i came down on not liking it but it was definitely an interesting concept for a little while Okay. Uh, despite I, despite reading the whole thing, I ended up I ended up deciding that I did not like that thing, so I don't recommend it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I just Fair wanted enough. to put it out there. Fair enough. Yeah, I was trying to think. Um, yeah, I think that's the only one I really read of Harry Potter was it was just rewriting the Deathly Hall. Um, with yeah, with Death being a, a fourth character as they're yeah. on their adventures. I guess that's the Harry Potter Harry Potter corner. Perfect. Um, so speaking of you, you, uh, you started this off by talking about how you'd been watching uh, the movies with the kids. Uh, speaking of the kids, since we convened last in this podcast room, uh, Odin cut all his hair off. Oh yes, I meant to bring that up last week, but we didn't record last week, so I slipped my mind. Well, g- good thing that I'm here and I remembered it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. While you're on that topic, thank you, Brian, for being so generous and kind you're and, welcome. and supporting yeah, the stream. It was, it was a good cause. Um, and it was a, that was a very fun stream. Uh, it was fun watching Odin just get buck wild about uh, playing Captain Toad. <laughs> uh, and then watching like every one of your extended family like come up and cut a chunk of Odin's hair off <laughs> was one of the funniest things that I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> this is random that's that's not even that's only my wife's family none of my family were present oh okay Um, (laughs) and that was only a small portion of them but yeah it was we had great grandma we had grandma we had granddad which they go by omar and opa because the the, the dutch descendant um his school teacher was there one of his teachers right (laughs) yeah um his great auntie was there It it was pretty cool um yeah yeah it was a good time and yeah, he he raised. I think it was almost nineteen hundred dollars in the end. Yeah, which is awesome. And is, that, still... is that including the 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 lopped off hair as part of that? No, it's not. Um, we still okay. got to find out the details of because they will donate money as well when we give okay, the money awesome. to this this charity. So um, that will add to it. So he's done really well. Um, and yeah, it's a pretty good effort. He's he's done as a little dude. He's a lot of encouragement from his mum and dad, but yeah. he, he was still willing, and he put up with a lot of um, comments of being called a girl, and yeah, um, 
yeah, not not that there's anything. Wrong. I think we've talked about this already before. Not that there's anything wrong <laughs> with being a girl, <laughs> but but when you're a little boy, um, it it makes it it, it can be upsetting. But he's been a trooper yes. about it and just said people are being dumb. He doesn't care and yep. just dealt with it. And um, how, how free does he feel now that he no longer has that enormous head of hair? I think he's really enjoying it because he always he liked having long hair. Up until about maybe a month before we cut it, he was getting yeah. quite sick of having to brush it constantly. Yeah, he he was just ready to be done with it at that point. Yeah, it had been three years since his last haircut, um, which yeah, is a long time when you're nine years old. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a long time when you're 30 years old. <laughs> um, and so he, uh, he, but yeah, I think he's quite enjoying having, and he's tanned up a little bit more. Because the sun's getting to him, <laughs> yeah, right? He doesn't have he's, not, he's not just being covered by the by the hair anymore. <laughs> Sunshade, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think he's enjoying it. Um, is the the short of it? So yeah, again, yeah. thanks for everyone who stopped by. I know a few people from the Twitter community dropped by. Uh, Jeremy yeah. was a big support. Uh, you were there, and also donated. You, you're the one who tipped us over our goal, Brian. Yeah, I, uh, I I did that intentionally. <laughs> I thought you would. It sounds like something you would do. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we're getting, we're getting close to the end, and we're we're almost there. Oh, let me just make this happen. Uh, yeah. So it was it was very cool. Um, so yeah, it was much appreciation. Fun. Congratulations, Odin. I'm gonna give you a special shout out here on this podcast because that was really awesome. Good job, son. <laughs> yeah. Anything so, else yeah, so, uh, been happening? Uh, I, I guess this maybe gets into video game talk a little bit, but I got a new TV and I got a new, I got, I bought an Xbox one X, uh, because I got that new TV. I got a, uh, uh, LG four, or four K, uh, TV with, with sweet HDR and it has, uh, blown my mind a little bit. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you're, if you're rocking the four K TV quite yet. Nah. Um, I'm just and- playing the, the full HD. Yeah, let, let me tell you. Let me let me tell you that you should do that like sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah. It it and it's one of those things where like you hear that all the time, but it's like once you see it, man, it's just like, "Oh my god, like what have I been doing with my life?" It's like it having a window good. to another dimension in my in my living room. <laughs> well, I guess that's what a TV is, but yeah, if it's more real or more believable then Yeah. And it's it's really I think I think it's less the 4K and more the HDR like having that like yes. clarity of color is really what does it. Uh, do they do full HD HDR uh, TVs? Yes. Uh, oh, uh, full. I'm, I'm not sure if they do or not. Um, they. I don't, you know I don't know. That's a good question. We should we should find that out. Because to be honest, I think the H. The, the pixels is somewhat of a gimmick to attract the people. It's an easy way to say this is a fancy TV. Yeah. Um, I am looking at a 1080p HDR smart LED TV uh, here on Amazon. It does not have a price. You can buy a used one for $218. That is a reasonable price for a 1080p TV, I guess. Yeah, um, so but yeah, I'm it, just wondering if, if it's worth people looking into the the 1080 if it's yeah. cheaper. Yeah, it's it probably is. And you, you, like, I bought I bought a very expensive TV because we got our profit sharing, and I just wanted to treat myself. But you don't have to buy 
the most expensive TV on the market or whatever to have a good experience, I don't think. Yep. Now, I'd like to do it, but again, um, it's just the money, and it's not, yeah, for sure. ne- it's not necessary. Right. So I haven't. Yeah, I mean, it, like, my, my old TV was perfectly fine. Like, I could have kept using that TV to play video games and watch... Netflix or whatever, and been to- and been totally happy. But now, now that I've seen the light, I can't go back. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> what What's the best thing you've seen on it? Uh, Forza Horizon Four. Those okay. games, those games are just beautiful in general. Like they've always been beautiful. Like they've always had amazing skyboxes. And playing that in 4K HDR, like it seems like it, like. It seems like it's like a it's like a, an unlocked frame rate, like it's bouncing between thirty and sixty. But it's been really smooth for me so far, and like it's just like I was playing it last night, and I was just like mouth agape, looking at how beautiful and real it looked. Fair enough. What's the best movie you've seen it with it? Uh, John Wick. <laughs> uh, best best first first four K movie I bought. Um, I did I did. Uh, also watched Spider Verse, but I don't know if that was four K or not. It was hard to tell, um, but it looked really good. Well, that's I've also a good been thing. watching cartoons uh, always of... look better on yes, lower resolution, true. just because there's less detail, so they can kind of pull off a crisper look. Yeah, um, I've also been watching a lot of uh, of Blue Planet, um, the David Attenborough uh, ocean <laughs> uh, nature series, and it is it is gorgeous. Like How just watching that like in this like vivid reality like it's it's like it looks so real that it it's almost like approaching the uncanny valley where it's like this is is this real like or is this just like all fake studio bullshit and probably it's fake studio bullshit but it looks amazing yeah those yeah some of those documentaries are getting crazy it's always like the same as the footage they have in the like display when they have the tvs on display in the shops Mm-hmm. Like it's just like super hyper realistic stuff, and it's like I'm never going to watch this at home. <laughs> like it's not really a good representation of what it would look like. But they always have those like real slow mos or the the panning vistas. And yeah, you better if they just have a movie on so you can actually yeah. see what it looks like. What, what's the, what's next on the list then to to watch? Uh, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I'm uh. I, I just kind of like right now. Right now, it's more like just playing games. Like I played, I played some Spider Man and uh, on the four in the four K HDR mode, and um, you know, I've got I've got a Sea of Thieves downloaded. I'm gonna check that out. Um, my that my Game Pass crap. subscription really paying off now that I have an Xbox One X. You don't bother that game's crap. <laughs> I was told that it looks really pretty uh, in 4K HDR, though, so I, I, I'm at least going to check it out. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> if you got it on Game Pass, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't pay for it, so it is what it is. What it is, right? Got the got the Master Chief Collection ready to ready to you know blast some grunts. Yeah, nice. But yeah, uh, that's that's you know more or less that's that's the big change that's happened in my life. I got a new TV. And you got to get the God of War on there. That game looks pretty. It does look pretty. That's, that's another one I checked out. Um, but it, it, it had been amazing. over a year since I last played that game. <laughs> and I had no idea where I was or what I was doing. So I like walked out into like a forest and then got fucked up by like a rock elemental. And so I just <laughs> turned, I turned, turned the game off and did something else. 
Man, you need to finish that game. You need to finish more games in general. Well, listen, I finished I finished a game that we're going to talk about on this podcast. Oh, good. Um, and also, additionally, I I don't know. Like I know I know the thing that happens in God of War now. I I finally somehow managed to get spoiled on it. I went a long time. It was like two weeks yeah. ago that I finally got spoiled on it. Well, yeah, I was, uh, that's pretty impressive. I actually was quite impressed how little that was spoiled. Yeah, and like I'm sure it's still cool, regardless of. Uh, like I'm sure seeing it is still cool. Like even though I know what it is now. But yeah, let's see. Like most games, like you can within a couple of days, you can see pretty drastic spoilers for twists. Whereas I never somehow the like everyone in the world seemed to be better at being careful with the God of War (laughs) one. I don't know what it was, but there's like no one was like everyone was being careful about their wording and and yeah. So did you say you just got spoiled on it recently or? Yes. Yeah. Like two weeks ago, I I read yes. what, like what the, I, I guess like, I, I won't the say exactly twist. what it is, but the, 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 the truth no. of Atreus. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's impressive for the whole world to manage to do that. Right. And you know, it's, if, if I had been like looking for it, I'm sure I would have found it right away, but I, I wasn't. And somehow I managed to not stumble across it. Until now. Until now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you want to talk about some news? Yeah, Cassandra's news corner. Yeah, let's talk about some news. Um, the Xbox you- has been a leak for uh, discless Xbox. Yeah, which Did I, I say that right? Very cool. Because it's did you go somewhere? Uh, no, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something, so I shut up. I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> Moment of silence for the discless. Yeah, uh, rest in peace, Xbox. Xbox forever. Um, yeah, I think it's very cool. Like, I, I this has been a thing that I've always thought like game companies should do, especially like later in a console's lifespan. Because, I mean, since especially this generation of consoles, like I have bought like no physical games for the most part. I think I own like two or three PS4 games physically, and the rest are all digital. The Persona um, disc that's sitting on your table, I still unwrapped. Is the Persona disc, which is still still sealed. <laughs> um, You're just hoping it becomes super rare, and you have like a I mint mean, copy. I guess at this point. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the Xbox One S All Digital Edition, which is a bad name, um, but a cool. It's idea. got a nickname. What was the nickname that it's, it's like Maverick? Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's that's like the the code name, right? Like that's that's their development name for it. Uh, like how what the Xbox One was Durango. That's what they that's what their code name for it was. And then the X was Scorpio, I think. Uh, but anyway, yes. Uh, it's it's a thing that like had I not just bought a brand new Xbox One X, maybe I would have waited to to get this. But also, it's an S. It's not an X, so I don't get that. Don't get that sweet power for my for my 4K gaming. So what's even the point? I really hope that they bump up the hard drive, though. Um, are they even selling Xboxes with less than a terabyte now? Yeah, but I'm talking it should come with two at least. Sure, sure. Yeah, you would think, I guess, for for something that you literally cannot put a disc in, might be it might not be a bad idea to have a bigger hard drive. <laughs> Especially the Xbox, their games are bloated, man. Yeah, the Master Chief Collection is like 90 gigs. 
It's ridiculous. I was like, like I, I went to download it last night, and I was like, "What? What is going on? These are just these are old games, <laughs> and they don't even look that good." The remastered versions, they're like, it's not like the that pretty right. <laughs> compared to what <laughs> games are now. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's interesting they're doing it, and I, I'm not really that interested. Yeah. I, uh, do, um, do you feel like this is like kind of a trial run also that like maybe their next generation yes. is going to put out like be like we're not selling discs anymore you can just buy a box and download games on it yep yep um and again this is there's been a lot of defense of the xbox i've just got more and more frustrated with them the, the more longer i've owned one the yeah. more frustrated i've got the uh, ui is still just, really bad i yes boy, that's that's my least favorite thing about playing video games on an xbox I I still can't work out how to start games like <laughs> successfully the first time. Yeah, you have to like go to the like. It's like I don't know, man. It's it's weird. Like it, why why is it so cluttered stuff. and like why are things in seventeen different locations? Yeah, I I can't handle it. It's I think about it because my my PlayStation's pretty chocker. Like, I have a hard time installing new games. Yeah, and so I'm thinking uh, maybe I'll get it on Xbox. I'm like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> Like, I have that thought every time. Like, maybe I'll just get it on Xbox. Because <laughs> I've got nothing on my Xbox. But, but you and just like, no. figure out a way to put it on your PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll just delete another game and then install it. Like, it's just not worth... I just... It's a... Um, there's like a mental block when I think of turning on the Xbox. Because I just don't want to have to deal with the controller. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm also not a fan of it. I'm a, I'm a Sony pony when it comes to the controller. <laughs> I would choose the Sony controller any day. Uh, but but it's just the UI. I don't know. I just have this mental block. I guess I'm mad they cancel scale, scale bound. <laughs> uh, did like, you hear I'm the rumor that salty. that might be getting revived yes. as a Switch game? I thought it's more than rumor now. I thought it's quite solid. Oh, is it? Is it? Like, the rumored. last I heard was just there, there was there was some talk that uh some, somebody like had heard something that it might be getting revived um well yeah i guess it was rumor but it's it, i don't know there was just so much it just sounded quite legit yeah <laughs> um and it's also nintendo brought back bayonetta 2 yeah from the same developer which had been canned yeah, and they're working with them on Bayonetta 3, which is going to be a Switch exclusive, and they're working with them on uh, Astral Chain now, so. Yes, and I think it's a smart move, because there are a lot of people who, like me, got the Xbox to give um, got give Xbox Microsoft a chance, mm-hmm. because of the games like Scalebound that were then cancelled. Yeah, and so there will be a lot of people who are salty like me, right? <laughs> who, if, if Nintendo pick it up and they don't have a Nintendo, they'll be like, okay, maybe I'll, I'll get Nintendo and give Nintendo uh, the Switch a chance. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty hope I'm pretty excited if Nintendo do do it, and I will be. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool of them. Yeah, I'm definitely. You know, I'm always in favor of more platinum games. Games being put into the world because they have a pretty good track record of if not making the best games at least making very interesting games yeah that's the thing i'm especially not a huge fan of all their games like i kind of bounced off metal gear solid revengeance yeah 
uh, Vanquished I played for a bit and it was bombastic and ridiculous and fun, but I just didn't find I needed to keep playing. Um, so I don't know, like, I, but again, like you said, they make, they try new things and they push boundaries in different ways in other games. So I'm glad they exist in the world and I want them to be keep being successful because they're not making the AAA trash that we seem to be. There seems to be like flooding the market at the yeah, moment. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so, yeah, I want them to exist, even if I may not click with their games directly. I know a lot of other people do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting though. Like Xbox, like I'm actually seriously considering selling both my Xboxes and just being <laughs> done with it. Yeah. Because like I could, I could get like three or four games, new release games for <laughs> trading them in. <laughs> so one of these days you're gonna regret it, regret it, man. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so far beyond like wanting to trade things in anymore because every time I do, I'm like, Oh, I want to play that game again now though. Nah, I haven't really been stuck with that. I generally, there's certain games I will always keep, but others, if it's just sitting there, I'm not touching it. I haven't touched it in a couple of months. I'm happy to, to flick it off. Yeah. But then and I guess what, get... what if you want to play it after you trade it in, then you don't have it anymore. I, I I find it very hard to go back to games. Sure. <laughs> Once I'm done with them, I find it like I love God of War, and I was like, okay, I'm going to get this platinum. Once I'd finished a game, I tried like wandering around looking for the little collectibles, and I'm like, no, nah, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I really enjoy that world and the game, it's just it becomes a chore at that point, and so I'm like, I don't want to to play for a chore. I want to play because I enjoy the story in the world, and because it was done. I can't keep doing that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just the way I, I do things, I guess. The way my brain works. Yeah, that, sure. That makes sense. But we missed a good segue before because we were talking about Nintendo after Xbox. That's true. And we should have moved on to Nintendo so let's, news. Let's continue talking about Nintendo now. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Charles, you like VR? Yeah, I do like VR. Uh, you want to you wanna play some VR on your Nintendo Switch? Hey, Brian, did I say that Nintendo were going to do a VR... With the Labo last year when they released it? I'm pretty sure yes, you I did. did. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure people told me I was crazy. <laughs> but they did. It's exactly what I thought they would do. Yeah, so, like, this thing, like, is re it really weirds me out because, like, it's just, like, it's like a cardboard case for your, for your Switch, but, like, then it still has, like, real lenses. Like, it has to have real lenses for the, for the eyes, right? Mm-hmm. So, like... Why not just fucking make the whole thing out of plastic? Why does it have to be cardboard? Oh, Google did it with cardboard first. <laughs> right. I don't want to... I don't know, man. Like, this elephant thing and, like, the one where you're... The kid's just holding a bird up to his face. Like, that kid is just looking at the bird's ass. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sold, I gotta say. Like... I think it's interesting. And again, it may not be right... But the one thing I do like about Nintendo is they try things. Sure. And that you can say a lot of other developers wouldn't try something like this. I mean, you could say that, but like Sony has a whole VR headset. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, don't know. I don't I don't mean it to that extent. What I mean is that they they're trying something quirky and different. Sure. Uh, and they do that with all their games as well. Like Splatoon is absolutely ridiculous when you think about the concept of it. 
you're squirting your ink all over yeah, the place. Yeah. But it's a game that's is well loved and it exists because of the quirkiness of Nintendo. And so it may not may be a little weird this VR thing, <laughs> but I'm glad they're trying and doing weird things. I, I just I don't know. I'm like I'm I'm a little concerned that like this thing is just gonna be uh profoundly uncomfortable to wear. Uh, mostly because like all of these things, like they're showing the people just holding it up to their face. Like there's no strap on this, on this headset thing. Like there's no way to put it on your yep. face and then play a game. It does seem like I haven't actually looked into it too much. I saw it. I read the article and I said, I knew this was coming. <laughs> um, and then I, I really think they're going to be small experiences. Yeah. Cause like, here's the thing. Like, When's the last time you held your hands up to your face for several hours? Oh yeah, this is not going to be a long-term we gaming are, we experience. We are old no. and our arms are going to get tired. <laughs> this is not a thing That's why for us. Ev- everyone on the case is a little kid. <laughs> exactly. So like, here's what's going to happen is that if we want to play these fucking VR Labo games, we are going to be laying on the couch with the... With- with the, the switch balanced precariously on our heads, hoping that it doesn't fall, <laughs> because there is no way that we are going to fucking hold our arms up for any longer than like ten minutes. No, and I honestly think that's what they're designed for. Like the bird one, I think you're going to be flying around as the bird, and that's what it—that's basically what it will be. Sure. There's one that looks like a camera. Um, that could be interesting, especially if they did like, yeah, it's uh, like Pokemon Snap, a Pokemon mini game, <laughs> and you could do like a Pokemon Snap mini game would be really cool. I don't think they will, but they might. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just taking photos, and you can, it looks like there's one that you can shoot rockets. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I don't know, yeah, like a like a like a weird super scope or something. Um, what's this yeah, one with like the kid a... that has like a has like a shoe shine box? What is it? What is that? I can't really, t- can't really tell. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that is weird because the controllers aren't in that. That's the smallest headset of the lot. Yeah, because it doesn't have the the Joy Cons on the sides. Yeah, and the Joy Cons must be in his foot pedal. That one in the main poster, he's surrounded by stars and planets and aliens. Okay, so maybe it's some kind of like spaceship flying thing or something? Well, maybe not necessarily spaceship. I was thinking just like stargazing or something. Oh, sure, sure. Like, I, I, I get what you're saying. I don't see this as a big game experience. I enjoyed Labo for what it was. I, I, I didn't find much longevity in it because of the the weakness of the the cardboard is nice quality but you just can't play with it too much yeah like it, it gets damaged quite quickly and so we really haven't gone back to it uh and played it played it this fishing was quite cool but again it was a mini experience it's like a this is a novelty i'll show my friends yeah um so i went i went so to the I, actual website to do some investigation and it appears as though that toy con is called the wind pedal. So okay, I don't know, like what you're. I don't, I don't know, man. It's I don't know. Maybe this is just yeah. isn't for me. No, I don't think it would be <laughs> the the second release of Labo. They look pretty cool, and I like that they kind of it seemed like they had stepped up 
the gameplay a little bit. Yeah. I yeah still wasn't really that keen to spend that much money on them though. So, uh, how how many of these have they put out? I thought I thought there was just like one thing, like the one, the two things that they put nope. out like right away. No, nope. they've they've got the two initial ones: the giant, the robot, and then the kind of the party kit, which comes with the piano, the little house, yeah, um, fishing, and the motorbike. Yeah, they then. Uh, released an update for Mario Kart where you can use the motorbike yeah, attachment in that. Mario Kart. And then they released another, um, was it two kits? Yeah, okay. And I'm, there I'm, was looking, like at, proper... I'm looking at a vehicle kit, which is Toycano 3 yes. here. Looks like it yep. gives you, like, you can drive a drive a car or fly a plane. Yes. Or dr- so it's more... drive a submarine, it looks like. Yeah, it was it was all about vehicles and traversal. And I believe the gameplay was a little bit more... Um, involved okay and it looks yes. like so that was the third one this is the fourth one yeah and then it looks like you can also use the steering wheel from mario kart 8 yes so that's that's pretty cool at it, least yeah but in my, that game the main problem is is that they're reasonably robust but not quite enough to really play something like mario kart for very long <laughs> yeah because you you are going to do damage to it pretty quickly. Yeah, like I'm I'm looking at here like the the Toy-Con pedal. Like did you did you play much Rock Band? I did play a little bit. Uh, yep. Did you play much drums on Rock Band? Uh yes, I played a reasonable amount of drums. How, like yep, how, how many pedal. of those pedals did you break just playing Rock Band? Uh, uh none. Okay. So I didn't play that much. So but. so <laughs> we broke multiple pedals um playing Rock Band. Uh and I'm just looking at this cardboard pedal and just imagining that the first time I pushed my foot down, I would just stomp through it, like, with my enormous adult foot. And I'm just <laughs> very concerned about how little I'd yes. actually be able to do anything with these things. I, again, I don't think they're made for Brian, Brian Wade. No, they're <laughs> definitely made for, like, like Odin and not me. <laughs> but <laughs> Yes, I would agree. I'm just like, because, like, I'm uh, watching yeah. a video here and, like, the... The cool little car that you get to drive with the with the steering wheel, like it does look cool. Like it's a it's a really nice little animation. But like I I could never play this. Like this isn't for me. No, even this again, like even this like eight year old kid is like very gently placing his foot down on the pedal. Like and I'm just imagining like I I tried to do that. Like you know how you're when you're driving you're supposed to like hit the brake with just your big toe. Okay. Um, that, that, yeah, I, I don't know if that's if that, that's like a thing that you were taught growing up when you were learning to drive or whatever. Not really. Um, but like I'm just imagining like me trying to big toe that and just like just cardboard all over the, <laughs> all over the apartment. Boom! Explodes. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it wouldn't even like it wouldn't even. It's not like I would just flatten it; it would just explode. Yep. <laughs> just comical explosion. <laughs> But there were no combustibles. <laughs> I don't care. It exploded. Well, yeah. You know, it's cardboard. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I agree. It is ridiculous and it's probably not necessary, but that's part of the reason I like it. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not necessary. <laughs> it, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, it's just, I'm glad it exists because it's so dark. Yeah, they, and... I, I definitely agree with you about that. Like, it, it is cool that, like, Nintendo's doing something that no other company would do. Like, no, no other... No other video game company is going to put out, like, a bunch of fucking cardboard, and you're like, here, play with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's like, fuck yeah, I'll do it. I'm going to play with the cardboard. <laughs> like, we're cats or something. Yep. 
Yeah. So I think I'm actually interested in, in this one because PlayStation VR kids under 12 aren't technically supposed to play it or legally. I don't know what the... It says it in their fine print. Yeah. And it's just them trying to cover the, themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it, it was the same thing with, like, uh, the 3DS, like, always said, like, oh, children under seven shouldn't use this. But, like, it was probably fine. But they just, yeah, they exactly. just had to cover uh, themselves. And whereas this is, looks like it's directed towards kids. Yeah. And, um, and there's no reason why this shouldn't work because the screens on the Switch are as good as phones, I believe. I don't know. They're, they're close to as good as phones. So yeah. Like, the, this, this so there's no reason is a 720p screen, and most, I feel like most phone screens have gotten a little bit beyond that, but it's still, it's still a fine screen. Yep. So there's no reason why this couldn't work. And when the VR started on the phones, I'm pretty sure they were probably equivalent to this. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm fine with it. I think it'll be... I'm curious to try it. Don't know if I'll pick it up for sure, but they tend to go on sale, these Labos. Most Nintendo stuff doesn't go on sale, but these have in the past, so... Speaking of Nintendo yeah. sales, um, as of the time that you're yes. listening to this podcast, presuming that we put it out in a, in a timely manner, uh, the Steam if World editing, games yes. are all on sale on the Switch right now. Uh, you can pick up SteamWorld Dig, SteamWorld Dig 2, and SteamWorld Heist all for less than $20. And that is an incredible deal, and I highly recommend that you do do so. Cool. That's all I had to say about Nintendo Which sales. means, I was going to say, usually that doesn't mean much if it was like the PlayStation Store, because we still get ripped off here. Yeah. But the, I'm very impressed with the Nintendo Store. They, their prices seem a lot fairer for digital. That's good. Um, and they tend to be cheaper like there was a game we were looking at streaming for the odin's haircut stream a couple weeks ago what was that it's um degrees of separation it's a new game about uh hot and cold like two characters are separated by one is freezing and one's extremely hot yeah um and on playstation it's like eight dollars more than it is on the switch okay exact same game but yeah just an example of the the sony and Xbox stores being a ripoff, whereas the I find the Switch store very reasonable for their digital downloads. So good job, Nintendo. Yeah. You got any other news? Uh, no, I think that's more or less it. I don't. I don't remember if I've saw anything else that seemed important, but probably not, or I would have would have remembered it. Nah, I can't think of anything. Yeah. So let's let's talk about some video Fold games it. that we've been playing. <laughs> Are you going to get a foldable phone? <laughs> uh, no, because Let's come out since... the phone when it's in folded mode looks absurd. So give me give me a few iterations when the phones actually look good. Uh, and then maybe. <laughs> yeah, like, like you, you have seen like how small the screen is on the folded version of the phone, right? Um, yeah, it looked like a slightly skinnier version of like the Galaxy 10. Yeah. Or whatever. But like the, 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 the screen of the actual like the actual like interactable portion of the screen like isn't even the entire length of the of the folded phone together, you know? Not so really. it's it's just like it's it's like you're you're running your phone with black bars on the top and bottom and it just doesn't look good. Nah. I did like the look of the Huawei one better because it kind of clicked into itself. Yeah. It just felt like it was a more of a solid device whereas the samsung it just folded in half like what's stopping it from just being pried open by 
something in your bag right, or right. um yeah it just seemed a bit odd i i do i do think that the idea of a foldable phone like a phone tablet hybrid like that is very cool and definitely something that will probably be a big deal in five years yep. i just don't know that i don't, I don't just, know that 2019 is the year of the foldable phone <laughs> it's the year of the foldable phone attempts yes, correct but we'll see <laughs> Did you see the Energizer, you know, the battery company uh, releasing <laughs> yes, a phone? Uh, I was the one that Oh, you, you that. shared it. Yes, I'm the one that showed you that. <laughs> Funny. I love that Look thing. For getting that. <laughs> I think it's cool. Like, I just, I just, uh, I want a very thick phone. <laughs> I want a thick boy. Yeah. But it, the fact that it can last like a week, like it'd be fantastic for certain types of people yeah. who are doing like someone who's out and oh, about yeah, in sure. their job like a, like or... a, yeah like a, a, an important business person like that's probably a great phone for them yeah so it never dies and then or if you're going tramping through the bush yeah. like and you still you want to have access to a phone so the, I, think, I think it is funny and it's easy to laugh at but i think there is a place and a need for it yeah it, yeah that was hilarious anyway uh games what are you yeah, playing let's talk about some video games so um I played through basically all of Spider-Man over the course of uh, January. Uh, I had played a little bit in December, but then didn't really get back to it. And then like mid-January, I was like, you know what? I want to actually play Spider-Man. So I finished that game and played through all the DLCs. And boy, did I did I mess up by not playing that game earlier. Man, how many times did I tell you how, to play that game? How many times? Game? You and everybody else, man. Like... And now I'm and now I'm the one else. that's telling my friends, "Hey, <laughs> you haven't played Spider-Man? Please, like, please play this this extremely good video game." Uh, my my buddy Joe, who uh, does the Comic Book Rundown podcast, uh, that is part of uh, part yep. of Jormy's kids. Um, every time I see this game go on sale, I uh, I send him a link, and I'm like, "Joe, buy this game, <laughs> buy this game, Joe, you have to buy this game." <laughs> he runs a comic book podcast, and he's not fucking playing Spider-Man, and it's killing me. Well, yeah, and it's very good. And it's a didn't they make that? Isn't like the um, main bad guy is a new character that they created for the game? Um, he's not in the comics. No, uh, he he was around. I, I assume you're talking about Mister ne- Mister Negative. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. No, he 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 had been around, but he is a newer character. Like I think his his first appearance was in like 2007. Because oh, okay. I had never heard of him before I read or before I played this game. So. And I think I think that's probably true for a lot of the more casual Spider-Man fans, like like yep. me. Like I, I like Spider-Man a lot, but I'm definitely like I don't keep up on the comics or anything. So but, yeah. So tell us why you like uh, it. It's the swinging. It's, swinging. It's, the, it's isn't the swinging, it? man. Like it's the movement <laughs> in that game is just like top notch. Like I I I used fast travel like three times the entire time I was playing the game because like. It didn't matter how far away something was. I was just like, I'm just going to fucking swing over there and it's going to be super fun because like I'm playing spider I'm playing as Spider-Man and I'm just whipping through the city and like once you get good at the movement in that game, uh it is like there's nothing like it, man. Like the like doing the point launches, like going blasting off of a off of like a water tower and then like uh taking the real sharp corner around a building to take a turn. I uh, man, like I I just like I still just like I've I've beaten that game and I haven't done like all of the side missions and stuff but like sometimes I'll just boot that game up just to swing around the city and like 
what other game would I do that in? Like no other game would I do that. None. Just to just to move around the, the 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 city, not like doing anything. Yep. Boy, Swing, swinging is very good. And like everything else, like the, the combat is really fun. Like I really liked how you know it's because it's basically just the Batman combat. You just you know you're hitting X and Y. Um, but like the 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 twist that it has on it where like you're playing as spider-man and he's a very agile character so you want to be constantly moving and like stay in the air as much as possible like that just made the combat so much more fun to me yep i agree i did find i did burn out on the dlcs i'm not usually a dlc purchaser yeah but Spider-Man was like, yeah, man. <laughs> did, you, did you play through like all the story or did you even not even, did you even burn out on that? Oh, the main game? Uh, of of the DLC. Like, did you play through like the, the DLC? The, the, the I'm, DLC I'm campaign? near the end of the, yeah, I'm I'm near the end of the third one. And I, I did, the, I just don't, that's, it's Screwball. She's the She's only the one that ruins worst. the game for me. <laughs> Fuck Screwball, And there's just man. too much of her of it and it makes you do it to to progress to the next areas of the even though it's not the main story yep. and i think that's a really cool touch in the main game that mechanic where okay there, there's no main story to continue so you have to do some yeah, side Sp- stuff he's like all right well i guess i'll go like sw- swing around the city and see what's going on or whatever like yeah that's great and i think that i think it's great dlc it ruined it for me because like no i want to i've i bought this for the story <laughs> I didn't buy it to play more fluff. Like, and just Screwball just is so irritating. And it's just... And I found the difficulty in the DLC. Like, the enemies Dude, they, are just a little too they tough. They really crank up the... Like, once, once you get into the third one and you have, like, the big guys with the armor, like... Ooh, and those... The, the guys that have, like, the, the Gatling guns. Yeah, you can't do damage to them, like... It's almost almost everything you usually would do, they're invincible yeah. to. Like, you attack them, they just push you away. I just found it infuriating. So, you know, just lightning, the, I think the electricity. Yeah, I, I felt like it them. just, like, it pushed me to, like, really rely on my gadgets a lot more. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but boy, like, there were some there were some tough combat scenarios in that, in that third DLC, especially. Um, but going back to Screwball for a minute, I think it's in the third DLC where you have to do, like, they force you to do the stealth challenge. Uh, for one of the one one of the screwball things. Yeah, there's a few earlier on in the other side quests yeah. where you've got to take out all the enemies without being yeah, seen. Yeah, dude, I I did that so many times that I like I felt like I was gonna put my my controller through my screen. I was so mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know something about the screwball just drives me crazy. It's just it's not fun. The whole it's like a meme on on like clickbait oh, stuff yeah. I mean, in the real world it, it, she's and like a, she's like a cool villain i think like for like a as like a mo- like what a modern spider-man villain would, would look like but just so so annoying like i just i and like i'll probably never finish like all of the side missions in the dlc because i don't want to do the screwball stuff yeah see i think i've just finished all the screwball stuff in the third one and i just i haven't had the energy to go yeah, back I just, w- once i got into the second dlc i pretty much just like just mainlined it like mm-hmm. i just did every every time a story mission was available i was just doing the story mission and i did that for both the third second and third dlcs yeah i found this a little short yeah, the, the third DLC is like three missions long it's crazy 
Yeah. And that's what kind of bugs me. Like for the value, I um, I want more story, not the fluff. Yeah. Like I'm not. And I I bought them individually, uh, and okay. I was a little salty. I think I talked about this last yeah, time. Yeah, I think you did. I you know, the third one releases, and they're like, oh, get all three for like fifteen dollars, <laughs> right. and it's like, but like what about the me? third I, one's twelve dollars. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. I thought that was a bit yeah. rude. Um, the Black Pack, Black Cat DLC is really, really good, though. Like, I really liked that. That was super fun. And the the stealth mission where you're playing the, with her, like, alongside her, that was, man, yes. that was great. I, I don't think I've mentioned that in my, my praise of Spider-Man. One of the things I think's very, very good about this game is that it's a Spider-Man game, but they're not afraid to let you play as another character. Yeah. I think that's a really cool and a brave move for a developer to say, hey, look, you're actually going to play as Mary right, Jane yeah, like, for a You're going to just not have superpowers for a while. Like, and I'm like, damn, that's cool. And uh, yeah, yeah the, uh, I really like that. Uh, on a similar note, that mission where you're in Grand Central Station and uh, you're playing as Mary Jane and like Spider-Man is, uh, you're like uh, directing Spider-Man like where to take <sighs> bad guys down. That, that was, was awesome. super cool because it was like, that was the moment where you were like, oh shit, these guys are, or these two are actually going to work as a team. Like, cause up to that point it had been like, there'd been a lot of, you know, the, the whole push and pull of like, you know, Mary Jane wants Peter to like, let him, let her be, you know, he doesn't have to rescue her all the time. She, she wants to be just as much a part of the team as he is. And that was like, I felt like yes. that was the first moment where it was like, oh shit, like this is actually this is actually going to work and it's super cool. Yeah, that was very cool. And I think that's just a brave, it's an obvious yeah, for sure. choice, but also I think it's also a brave choice because I don't, we often don't get to switch our playable characters like that in these AAA games where you get a, you play as a sub character. So I think it's very cool. Yeah. Um, and very, very strongly, obviously, like, I don't know, like Spider-Man spoilers if you haven't played this game. Um, I'm very much looking forward to, in Spider-Man 2, being able to play as Miles. Yes, I was going to bring that up, but yeah, okay. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't played the game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Getting into that seems already into the spoiler territory. Did... I kind of knew it was going to be him, Uh but I was kind of hoping they would try and do a different version where Mary Jane becomes a spider girl. It, man, it really seemed like they were going that way, didn't it? Like, like she was the one that had the spider on her. I was like, boy, like that would actually be kind of cool. Um, and, then real I, cool. and then I kept wondering like, if they were going to like bring in Gwen at some point. And like, I bet, I bet that she will probably be a factor in Spider-Man too. But I don't know, man. Like I just, I need, I need more of that game. Like I'm, I'm already ready for Spider-Man, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, whatever it's going to be called. Yeah, I, uh, they did a good enough job. They better do a sequel. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Man, like, the, the post credit scene, like, totally sets up a sequel, you know? Oh, yeah. With, with uh, Harry as Venom or whatever. Oh, uh, yes, yes. What, is any goblin? Um, Hobgoblin? I, that was a web. Like, that looked like a symbiote web to me. I can't actually remember what actually happened <laughs> in that he, thing. I know what you're talking about. When he's but in there the was the whole scene where and yeah, he's in the is tank. like talking to him. And he like puts his hand up to the glass and like a symbiote web like snaps smacks against the glass. 
So I don't know if they're going to do something yeah, different right. with uh, with the symbiote, or if it's just going to be like Harry just got infected with the symbiote, and that's what that's what's been going on. But he's supposed to be Hobgoblin yes. in the main I mean, story, yeah, right? He is yeah. he is Hobgoblin, but like you know yeah. that I, I don't think that they're afraid to do their own thing if they if they think they can tell a better story. Well, especially with the this addition of Spider Verse. Like, actually bringing... That was a really cool movie, by the way. Have we talked about that? Uh, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast or not, but, uh, yeah, I... Man. Probably the best I movie I did have I saw some issues. Year. Huh? Probably the I best movie that. I saw last year. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, can't, I don't know if I can say that for sure or not, but it was very good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I... One thing I really disliked, I hated what Kingpin looked like. <laughs> you, you didn't like I the, just, very, it was the ridiculous. very thick boy? I, 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 he was just, he was too big. It was too, it was too ridiculous. He didn't fit with the rest of the art my, style. My favorite thing about that was like every time he got into or out of a car, like I was just sitting there like, how, how did you get in that car, my dude? Like, yeah, you are larger <laughs> than that car. <laughs> it was just, it kind of, it broke the immersion for me of the story. And especially when they were fighting him near the end and like, They've got these super ninja agile spider peoples. Yeah. And it, he's he's just suddenly everywhere they they, they are. Right. Like, how is he getting around? <laughs> he's like eight tons he's like eight ton heavy. <laughs> and so that broke it a little but that's 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 a small uh, complaint. Yeah. But the movie was very good. Uh I'm trying to think, it's been a while since I've seen it. I'm trying to think who um The different Spider-Man. See, the, the perspective was from the Spider-Man who who died, the Peter Parker. Uh, world sort of. For that yeah, that's, that's who it, it, it kind of. I mean, the perspective that's the was world. Miles, but like, well, yes. But yes. I mean, the world. It was that's the Spider-Man. I don't think that's our Spider-Man. I think the bum Spider-Man that we that comes in, the old the old man Spider-Man you, you is our Spider-Man from our. Okay. I think that's our dimension. Sure. Sure. Mostly because of the brunette. Spider-Man has always been brown hair. Yeah. Whereas the Spider-Man in the main world the movie's based in is, is blonde. blonde. Yeah. And so I actually, I, I used to take it as, I took it as that, it, it, that was an alternative okay. dimension. Yeah. And our dimension, Spider-Man, was the was, old. Was Jake Johnson Spider-Man? Jaded. Yeah, the jaded Spider-Man. But yeah, that's just off topic. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that movie is great i bought that uh i also bought that blu-ray uh that 4k blu-ray it's coming in the mail in a, oh, in a yes, couple weeks just... very excited to watch that oh so you haven't seen it on the 4k uh, so I, yeah I, You've I, watched I, it. I, I bought the amazon streaming version but i don't know if that was uh, 4K yes. or not okay so you'll be better on the blu-ray i'm sure yeah. yeah, spider-man yeah, Spider like what a great video game and what a great character and like I just man so much it's it's been a long time since I've had just like that much like pure fun playing a video game yep yep like you know like I, I talk all the time about how much I mean how, how much I play destiny uh I guess we can segue into that real quick um and like I, I do have a lot of fun playing destiny but destiny to me is more about like how satisfying it is and like how like like how satisfying the loop is like the gunplay is super satisfying and like the the doing a thing getting 
some kind of reward, having the chance of getting a really good reward and just like going through that loop over and over again is more about more what I'm into uh, versus it just being like viscerally fun to play, you know? Yep. No, I get what you mean. Like you can play a game and enjoy it, but then there's like this extra level of like, damn, this is good kind of feeling. And you want to go play it again. Like you want to keep playing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Spider-Man. It's good. Yeah. So, um, also been playing a lot of destiny. Uh, the new season started the season of the drifter started on Tuesday, uh, a couple days ago. Um, and boy, let me tell you like how good Gambit is and how good it's going to continue to be. Um, they changed a lot of the mechanics for this new version of Gambit called Gambit Prime. Uh, do you know anything about Gambit? Have you played that at all? Nope. That's my biggest problem with Destiny is I will see the promotional, like for these drifters. I'm like, dang, it looks good. The art style looks great. The characters look great. And I go to play and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I can never, I can never work out where to go or who to talk to. <laughs> and there's too many icons on the map. And I end up just shooting some dudes and then stopping and never yeah. play, don't play for another two months. That's, so. that's, yeah. That's, that's the MMO problem, right? Like, like when you, when you yes. jump into an MMO, MMO late, like you just, it's just like, there's 10,000 quest markers and you know, you have no idea what to do. Um, I will say right now yeah. with the season of the drifter, if you have not been playing destiny for a while and you want to jump back into it, uh, this is a pretty good time to do it actually, because the drifter is, uh, one of the, it's, he's the, the character that they're focusing on for the season. Um, he is offering this set of bounties that will get you up to around power level 640, which is right around where you need to be to start playing the new season, the stuff in the new season, like Gambit prime and, uh, the reckoning. So it uh it gives you within I don't know an hour or two of gameplay you'll get up to like basically uh equal to someone uh like me who spent the last three months playing Destiny all the time and getting all of his characters to max power. You can do that in an hour. Yeah, that's what they say. But I I've come in late a lot. Yeah, and, these you things, know, like, and I never seem to be able to get up <laughs> to the levels. You, you'll have the power level, but you won't have like the experience or all of the. Uh, the, like the real world experience, not like the the in game experience, but like um, or all of the like s more powerful weapons, like the kind of things that the exotics and the the powerful legendaries that I have had for you know all this time that you won't have yep. as a newer player. But like, just having that power level is a bit is a big deal for being able to play the new content. Um, and it's a thing that you'll need the DLCs to get to that power level. Yeah, though, right? yeah. If you don't, I mean, if if you buy, if you're going to, you'd have to buy Forsaken in the annual pass, but. You know, that's that's just how it is with yeah, any yeah. video game, right? Well, yeah. As I say, like I did that with Destiny One and bought the was it the Iron something? Yeah, the Rise of Iron. Iron Maiden. Oh, that's it. Um, and I never played it, and because I probably spent quite a few hours trying to level up to it, but it just could never. It took way too long, and then everyone already finished it, and no one wants to play with me, so I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Uh, again, I just don't have the commitment to put that many hours into games like Destiny. I like them. I like the concept. Love how they play. Just I don't have the commitment to put in the time sure. they expect. But anyway, so you're, you're having fun yes, with this new stuff. I'm, though. I'm That's very much enjoying it. it. There's a there's a lot of cool lore. Uh, we're finally learning about the Nine, which is exciting. Which they've been like this like uh, meta species of some kind that we haven't really known much about they've been like very much on the edges of the universe for 
uh, basically since the start of Destiny 1, we're finally starting to learn about them, which is exciting. Um, well, there was a letdown. I was kind of hoping it was the future version of S Club 7 or something. <laughs> the 9. It's like the upgrade. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of cool lore. New guns to collect. You know, it's it's everything I want in Destiny. It's re- yeah, it's, a, it's a reason enough. to boot it up every day. And that's all I need, basically. Are there any new enemies? Um, yeah, they've they've added a new race in Forsaken. They added uh, the Scorn, which are basically zombie fallen. Um, but that's the problem. They can just keep doing the same. Yes and no. The Scorn, the Scorn, are, the Scorn are very the... different from, from the Fallen, though. It's, it's okay. not like they're... Like, the Taken were just uh, the other races, but with different... Like, different... Uh, Attacks and stuff, basically, right? Uh, yeah. Whereas the scorn are like they're their own thing. Like they 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 do they they have like unique patterns of, and ways to ways to fight them. Like there's uh, one of the, one of the scorn uh, t- enemy types are the ravagers, and they're basically these headless guys that run around with a uh, with like a flaming flail. Uh, so their critical point is their flail. You have to shoot their flail and blow it up to kill them. So when you kill, I mean, obviously you can kill them without hitting their critical point. But uh, if if you if you kill them by blowing up their flail, then they like explode and deal damage to enemies around them, which is pretty fun. Ah, uh, cool. Yep. That is always fun. Yeah, I uh, man, I, you know, I, I, there's only so much I can say about Destiny uh, that I haven't said before uh, because <laughs> I, you know, I'm always always playing Destiny, always thinking about Destiny. Uh, if you ever want to play Destiny on PC, you can always hit me up. That's that's more or less all I can say about it. Fair enough. Tell me about Resident Evil. Uh, so yeah, Resident Evil Two. Uh, it's a video game. Uh, they remade it in 2019. Uh, it came out in 1998. And I'm playing the I'm playing the 2019 version. Uh, it's real good. I haven't played. I haven't gotten super far in it yet. I'm still in the police o- the police office. Uh, I think I just. Just unlocked the third statue. Got the third, uh, third medallion or whatever. Oh man, you're just yeah. So I, I haven't gotten half very an far hour. yet. Um, <laughs> because I I kind of got distracted doing other things, finishing Spider Man, playing more Destiny, getting a new TV. Man, the- Resident Evil Two is just I loved. It the is remake. outstanding. I just yeah, I talked about it last podcast episode uh i just yeah i just wanted to keep playing <laughs> i finished within about four or five days i finished both playthroughs yeah. uh which is rare for me like i don't generally get that much time in one week to play games but i made time i was getting up early on sunday morning to <laughs> to play <laughs> resident evil which usually i ride to sleep in i do i do need to uh yeah. th- i think the big problem is is that i haven't downloaded uh, the mod that makes it so it plays DMX's X gonna give it to you whenever Mr. X shows up. That's that's my big problem is that I haven't done that yet. Have you have you seen the ones with the Thomas the Tank Engine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Video games are very good. Modding is so dumb. <laughs> Modding. Uh, so now I, yeah. I don't remember it's been a long time since I played Resident Evil 2 the original Resident Evil 2 um, did Mr. X show up in Leon's campaign in the original 
Yeah, it's been too long for me as well. Like I've played them both long time ago, but probably really close to release and haven't gone back. Whereas the other Resident Evils, like one, I have gone back and played. Yeah. And so I actually forgot he turns up. <laughs> so when he first turned up, I freaked out. <laughs> um, I have a feeling that it is, uh, they have changed that a little bit. Yeah. And I think they also changed the playthroughs of each character. Yeah, I, I was reading some, I don't know, somebody, some post about it or like watching it, I can't remember, um, where it's like, apparently it's less uh, two concurrent storylines and more like, uh, like a, sort of a what if, like is storyline B rather than, rather than it being like yes. what's happening while you're what, like... Because in the original, like, the things that you were doing when you were playing as Claire were, like, going along the exact same timeline as, uh, but differently as the things that you were doing as Leon, right? And so, like, if you played the Leon campaign uh, first, if you picked up ammo in the Leon campaign, then it wouldn't be there in the Claire campaign. And from what I understand, that's not quite the same way as it works in, in the remake. Yeah, no, the the remake, yeah, it's... There are, there are branching paths when I... Because I did Claire first and then went on to Leon. And I was a little disappointed and I almost stopped playing. I'm like, eh, because I kind of rushed into it and I got I got myself into trouble because yeah. I was rushing. And I, so I ended up loading an older save with, with Leon and, take, and playing smarter. And I was, for the first chunk, it's very, very similar in the police, mostly the police station. But then it started, branched off and there were some quite big differences. The NPCs you meet are different uh, and then different areas. And then it kind of comes back together near the end. Where and So it is a what if, um, if they were the one who went through the police station. The, the B playthrough is the, the alternative path for if the the other person had done the main yeah. story if that makes sense that I, I so so the main playthroughs are an individual main story and then the b playthroughs alternatively are weaving in between that person's sure, story okay. so you can decide which one is the canon of what would have yeah. happened and who was the b character if you wanted to look right, at it that way okay. But yes, the the main playthrough of each character does the main events to trigger the, I guess, the main right, story right. beats. As opposed to it being just like two, but again, two the, the, timelines running, or two, two paths running along the same timeline. Yeah, so the main playthroughs aren't like that, but the B playthrough is like that of the A playthrough of the alternative okay, character. Okay. And I believe there are a lot shorter experiences. I, I started the B, played it like I was the A, and then realized, damn, this is actually harder. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, again, restart, and I haven't gone back to the B playthrough. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, I, have you tried the DLC? I haven't yet, no. I heard it's very Again, difficult. it's very cool. It's free. It is. It's actually stupidly difficult, and it's actually a bit of a letdown for, for me. I thoroughly enjoyed Resident Evil 2, and I wanted more yeah. of that with different characters, because these are, again, 
building on that what if scenario like what if this person didn't die or what if they and these are just characters you might see one of them is one of the characters is just a body you see on a table and that's like well what if what if she fought off her attacker and didn't get um killed and then so you play as her and i love that concept but they are too arcadey. They're not set up. I'd rather play a scenario that's the same mechanics as... Well, they are the same the same gameplay as the main yeah, game, yeah. but they're set up to be harder and challenge-based rather than story-based. Right, yeah, because you're looking for something more along the lines of like the the the, the really like high-tension playing like a Resident Evil horror game versus like the... It seems like the... From what I've heard, the Ghost Survivors are all pretty action-y. Yeah, and again, it's the same mechanics, but yes, it's um, you're trying to get better at doing it. It's all time trial, and there is a place for that. I really liked Mercenaries in Resident Evil yeah. Nemesis. Like, I loved that back in the day. I don't know if I would spend that much time with it now, but I did like it then. And this is along those lines. So you're placed in a scenario, and you've basically just got to make everything you get, you've got, work to its most okay. efficient, which... And so there is a room for that, but like I played, they're all rated in their difficulty. I played as, as I mentioned, the girl, she's a, at some point in the game, you'll see her and she's just, she's actually just, it took me a while. I'm like, who is this? I don't remember seeing her. And then I clicked. She was just a dead body on, on a table <laughs> in a room. Right. And it's like, I'm like, I didn't. And then, yeah, it took me a while to click who she was and where I'd seen her. Um, and so again, little scenario, she actually overpowers the person who put her there she doesn't get killed and experimented on and so now she's on the run they introduce a new enemy which i thought was kind of cool yeah um they're a high fast regenerating enemy so you have to like do heavy damage to them uh quickly or blow their head off with a high power weapon but then it's basically just you've you've got you don't find stuff on the ground weapons on the ground you you find these candy you know like those at like I don't know where you'd see them. Here we see them at like fish and chip shops or stuff where you get like these candy machines where there's like three segments and you can choose like a gumball or a, some sour lollies. And you know those candy machines? You put like yeah, 50 yeah, cents yeah, in absolutely. or whatever and you turn the knob. It, you, you'll find them in the world. And this is the map that you've played with the main games. So you've been through here yeah, before. Yeah, but now there's just like random gotcha machines in there. Yeah, and you choose you click on it and you choose the type of the the rewards there's okay. three rewards and so you can choose normal ammo high power caliber ammo or a healing item and so you have and then so there's one like every room or map section and so it will change what you do or like way later in the game so the, you have to play it several times to know what's coming to know what you should right. choose and the choice you make now may help you through the second area, but the third area you actually maybe should have chosen. So it's this weird kind of trial and error. And I just didn't really, I didn't find it satisfying. Like, yeah, it's, it sounds like it's more just the way about like optimizing Evil was. your run. Like you go through it multiple times. Yeah, exactly. And out like, oh, like the best, my best setup for this next room is to have like more grenades or whatever so that I can get through this room quickly. Yeah. Yes. Which um, is cool. Yeah, it sounds and, cool, but like maybe not what what you were looking for. No, not no. Um, 
and I may go, I will go back to it and try them again. Uh, just, but this was the easiest one and I was, wasn't able, haven't able to finish it with about 15 attempts. I haven't been able to finish yeah. it just cause there's so many variables. Like the shooting's pretty good in these, this game, Resident yeah. Evil 2, but when you're fighting three dogs <laughs> in an open square, it's never. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been wondering cause like the, if you don't play on assisted mode or whatever, there's no aim assist, right? Like. Uh, so yep. I, I've been wondering cause like, you know, all of my shooting has been in like in these tight corridors and the hallways and stuff. Uh, and so I've kind of been wondering what it's going to be like when I get out in the open, like without the aim assist, like that's gotta be just like miserable. <laughs> well, yeah. And when you got three dogs, like, so I, I've, I worked out that the best way to do it is to, um, cheat, basically cheese the dogs. You go out, you go in and out the door <laughs> and shoot them as they jump at the door. But even then, like, one run, you'll just be stuffed because you managed to get hit three times. And then, so, okay, so I'm now wounded, and now I've got to use my healing item sooner. And the very next room is, there's about 30 yeah. zombies. And so, basically, you just got to lure them around to get them out of your way, and then, then make a run for it. Um, the, where I'm getting stuck, this is, you'll, you might know this, you know the, the, the classic, the basketball court in Resident Evil yeah, 2? Yeah. You get to at some point in the game. Um, and there's dogs there. This is actually you hope walk into from the reverse direction. You walk into this, but the basketball court, you know, by the wire, chicken wire fence kind of thing. Um, and you go in, and there are three liquors. Okay. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and that's fine because they can't they they can't yeah. see you, so you don't make a noise. The flip side is to get progress through next areas, you need to often find keys. The key is on, oh, and they've introduced backpacks. Zombies have backpacks. Some zombies okay. have backpacks. And so if you wound them, they'll drop the backpack and that will give you a bonus right. item. And I assume like, a, d d do you get to keep the backpack as like an item slot also? No, it's, okay. that's not. You're always restricted to the eight starting okay. slots. So it's just a backpack and it's, there's a bonus item, but there's obviously risk because you could avoid the zombie and save ammo, you know, so there's a, the, so I kind of like that as a concept, but I'm pretty sure that zombie who's crawling around, he's wounded already. So he's crawling with a backpack on. I'm pretty sure the key's in okay. his backpack. <laughs> so you have to uh -huh. make noise to, to kill him. But you have three liquors, and you can never fight three liquors at once in any point in Resident Evil, because <laughs> they do most of your health right. in one hit. So I I have no idea what you're actually supposed to do to get past that. And again, this is a point where it's hit or miss if you can even get to this point, because the despite getting better and better at the run, there is always the chance of a mistake. Yeah, so I don't know. So that's that's my biggest issue. I don't. It just seems yeah. too hard. It, it's it's probably something that I will get into at some point. But you know, got it. Got it. Got to finish the actual game first. <laughs> oh yeah, fair enough. I, I like that it's there and I like that it's free. It's just yeah, again, it's not what yeah. I wanted. It um, is. It is. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool that it's free. That they put out a cool little like arcade mode for free. I guess. Yeah, and and it's not just arcade. There are kind of a cool what if story, like the three. I can't actually who remember the third character is, but one of the other characters is a, a father you meet yeah. at one point. It, Honk um, is one of the characters, the right? 
that might be hunk yeah that might have been him um i can't remember and so and I, I did a quick try of his one and the zombies are poisoned and so you shoot zombies that are glowing purple and they put out poison and so you got to pick and choose who you're shooting at and so i thought that some of the ideas are interesting uh that they're introducing new new things yeah. but yeah yeah, Give it a go. Sure. So, anything else uh, you been no, playing? That's about it for me. Or John, I talked about Forza Horizon Four a little bit at the top of the show. Um, haven't haven't played enough it's of that to pretty. have real impressions. It's just very pretty. Yep. Tell me enough. about Nom Nom Galaxy because I've been looking at that name the whole time that we've been recording and wondering what it is. I'm pretty sure it was free on PlayStation Plus okay. a few months back. Odin put it on. And I'm actually very surprised how good and how fun okay. this game is. Because usually I don't bother with these ch- these DLCs, these free um, PlayStation Plus games, you know, those digital-only yeah. games. Um, they're not usually my thing. Uh, but this one is actually very fun. And it's hilarious the name, and it's h- hilarious the concept. <laughs> yeah. You're basically... I don't think you're robots, but you... You're in a spacesuit. You might you're an alien or some kind of being, and you're placed on a planet, and you have to collect resources and set up soup okay. factories on a planet. You're equipped with um, ability to punch and giant circular saws that like buzz saws that can be pushed away from you to you know a, a reasonable distance to to break down the environment and cut resources down and you're sitting up and then you're building with those resources you're building basically as an efficient factory as possible on a hostile planet to make soup of various kinds and you're competing against another company (laughs) who are also collecting resources and Uh building soups and you're trying to gain market share Yeah, i'm I'm looking at (laughs) images of this now on google and like i like i really like the art style for it and it's a pixel junk game apparently yes it is yep and you're basically collecting and you're trying to provide the best soup possible to make the these unknown aliens who are receiving these soup happier and so you can make money which is good that helps you buy robots to assist you. Go ahead and drop this image that I saw uh, on Google into the. I love soup. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, but yeah, it's not it's not necessarily the money that's the best thing. It's also the the market share. So like, if they don't like the soup, it could be they could they'll pay you. You'll get paid for it, but you're not necessarily gonna win the level because you need to they need to want your soup yeah, more you gotta have the best soup. <laughs> and so you're trying to yeah and so you're trying to get resources and so you're like cutting down vines which help, like if you just do two vines these yellow curly things um it's yeah. noodle soup and <laughs> and that might be really popular on one level but the next popular they won't <laughs> like it so you need, you need to cut down some cow looking things like animals and then you got meat soup and then or you might mix that with the the noodles and you got meat noodle meat soup and yeah there's mushroom soup there's like three or four different types of mushrooms we've found 
the strawberry you can do like sweet things like there's strawberry fish and i thought they were just fish but then we cut them and they're actually strawberries <laughs> and there's pineapple pineapple creatures that jump around and attack oh, you there are tomato monsters yeah you have i need to send you some more then um but yeah and so it's just i'm i generally don't like i can appreciate resource gathering games but the where i am i want resident evil type 2 type games which are just pure gameplay pure story just straight into it no no fluff odin loves spending time building and these longer grindy games i i didn't think i'd get into this one but i'm surprised how much i've spent time i spent in the last few weeks playing non nom galaxy yeah i'm gonna it's actually surprisingly I'm, I'm fun gonna look through my playstation quite... library and see if i have this game it's and if not i bet you I can get so. it pretty cheap as i say like because it's not like a perpetual world like minecraft or Ter- terraria which i i just find them too grindy and you too long to kind of make progress these are individual levels and scenarios so you'll sit down they start off might take half an hour to win it the next so it kind of builds up and gets harder and harder because the resources or the world's more hostile you run out oxygen so you have to keep going back to your base um get get harder and harder so you but because you know there's an end and you're working towards that that short-term goal like you, you can spend two hours doing it but because they've got that goal, like it doesn't feel as much of a grind, even though you legitimately are just grinding yeah. away <laughs> the same way you would collecting resources in Minecraft. But because of that goal, it makes it more, sure, for me, sure. palatable. It makes a lot of sense. Um, but I'm, I'm surprised how fun it was. And there's a lot of quirk to it. Like you get these little robots, uh, you get Charlie and Charlie as the first robots you unlock. And they are two little robots who um, you can put in your base. Like you can build your base quite big um, in the, the the harder levels. And so long, rather than you running down these long corridors, you can set the Charlies up to, and they just all they do is patrol that corridor, picking up resources and okay. or soup and delivering them to Freddy, who Freddy's a robot who will throw resources or soup, cans of soup up a level. Um, and so you, then you can have the next Charlies on the next level, moving them back and forth to the rocket ships who then send them off to, to outer space to be delivered, to earn your money. And so the, 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 the funniness with these robots, especially how they have really common names and like Travis is another one. Um, Freddy, it's just funny. These robots, they have these kind of really human yeah. names <laughs> and, and they just sit there and it, it just a lot of, a lot of charm, a lot of character to the world, to the, to the gameplay and the story. Well, no, not story to the, the purpose is no, it doesn't really have a story. You're just trying to take over the galaxy one can of soup at a time, <laughs> <laughs> which is just, it's just a stupid idea, but it's, it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's, it's, it's fun in co-op. If you've got a buddy to play with, it's worth... And it's... I think it's on... Yeah, it is online. We've had a random um, per, couple sure. of people join in with us okay. at, from time to time while we've, we've been playing away in two-player mode and then just a third person will turn <laughs> up and... Well, I have it... I have it queued for download on my PS4, so... I will... Uh, 
I will keep you there updated you on how I like it. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I'm just super surprised how much I liked it. If you've got something to play with, obviously it's going to be a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but I never liked it as a defense for a game because anything's more enjoyable with a friend. But it's just, yeah, simple strategy and planning out. Like, it's all done by days. So there's like day cycles. And so if you run out or if you have resources on the ground, if it gets to the end of the day, like you've got to clock out and then it'll reset the day or tell you how much you've earned that day. All the resources that are sitting on the ground disappear. So there's a strategy to timing things or, yeah, things like that. And you might go through a day and not earn any money because you're setting yourself up to be more successful, more productive in the future. So there's, it's, it's yeah, good. I'll stop talking about it now. <laughs> no, I'm into it. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play this video game, so. Cool. Uh, so, um, you, you, uh, you still been playing Kingdom Hearts 3, huh? Uh, yeah, last time we recorded, which was probably a month ago, I only just, it only just came out, so I didn't have, and we ran out of time, I didn't have much to say about it. Yeah. I haven't got much further. <laughs> Well, no, I haven't, I haven't. I don't know what it is. Like, people seem to be really loving it, and it got really good reviews. I don't think it deserves the 9s and 10s that people are giving it. Man, people are, people are crazy about Kingdom Hearts, you know? like I, I th- think I that's part of it. People reviewing it love that, the game. Yeah, I just, like, I, I had my time with Kingdom Hearts, but that was, like, Kingdom Hearts 1 and part of 2. Like, that was, and, and like, I like Birth by Sleep. Birth by Sleep is a great video game. Um, other than that, like, I just never, never been quite as deep into Kingdom Hearts as maybe a lot of the other people in my age group are. And I, I guess that's my problem with it. Like I, same, same with me. I've played one and that's about it. Yeah. I've played one twice. I played one quite recently. Okay. And I, I love that game. I love the charm of it. The early Disney worlds are fantastic. Um, this has just got too ridiculous. Like, right from the start of the game, you've probably seen that the trailers and the demos where you get, like, a roller coaster and stuff you can roll a ride on and, like, as, like, a power. Yeah. You get those right from the word go, and they're just rides from Disneyland. Okay. Like, you get the teacups, you get the blaster game, um, ride, you get a, um... Mary, uh, what, what do you call them with the horses? Carousel? No. Like a merry-go-round? Yeah, just a merry-go-round. Mary- yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, merry-go-round. Yeah. And these all power-ups that just unlock, and they're just, you get the, you know, like every fun park has like the water roller coaster thingy where you go around like rapids and you're in like a round circle thing and bounce around the water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that as a power-up, and they're just, oh, you get the, the pirate ship power-up, and they're just so over-the-top ridiculous. They just actually make the combat not fun. Right. Because you, you unlock them every couple of minutes. And it's like, I don't actually want to use it. And so are they are they basically like, like limit breaks or whatever? Yeah, and they happen okay. all the time. Like just, you just get them all suddenly, the time? Yeah, like way too often. It's made summons like pointless. Sure. Uh, I've... I don't know, it just... They're just a bit ridiculous. Um, I don't know. I, I I really don't like them in the game. I think they actually spoil the combat quite drastically. Yeah. <laughs> and 
and it actually bugs me that they're there and i roll my eyes when i get them um but you kind of have to use them because the cool stuff that you want to use like the you know the, the the moves we do with donald and goofy which are really cool and fun yeah it's the same button to activate them and they just stagger and so you often will have to use it if you want to use like the donald does one that's like a firework release like a flare attack or something and then goofy has one where you launch him into the air then you jump after him and then you throw you then you throw him back at the ground and he slams the ground and those are really cool and that's what i refer about kingdom hearts but just these fun park ride power-ups just i find just stupid and really irritating yeah um and it's a bit of a shame because it just takes away from the rest of the game um otherwise i think the game's fun enough it's the some of the worlds are pretty cool again i just miss i like the old school disney i'm not as big a fan of the modern disney sure yeah I, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. And I don't know, like, there was something there was something really, like, cool to my, like, you know, like, teenage brain of the, the Disney Final Fantasy mashup in 2003 or whatever, whenever the first yeah. one came out, that is just not, I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me the same way anymore. Yeah, and I think I kind of wanted that back, and that's why I picked it up. Yeah. I wanted to have that experience again. It's just this, they've made this. I know everyone talks about has talked about this and comments on this. The story is just absurdly complicated. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of hoping that they would do a lot of what the, the, actually a lot of the third game and series have done recently, like The Witcher. They've tried. It's been a a sequel. Well, a thir- the third one would, but you know what I mean. But it's <laughs> but they've actually it's been a reboot at the same time. Yeah, I was kind of hoping they would be doing this with with this but like straight away they're like talking to some dude they're like this guy is called bob but he you know him as fred but he's also called alfred those aren't the names <laughs> i can't remember the names they're weird names and it's like hold on this this npc has just told me about a character that has three names <laughs> like what the heck and i'm like i just don't know what's going on right yeah just, the good guys are now the the bad guys are now good guys and then the real bad guys are actually not that bad and you're actually working with them and they or they want you to do stuff for them i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think what we need to do is uh my my former roommate and best friend uh current best friend con- continued best friend uh he is a huge sucker for kingdom hearts um i think every video game console that he's bought since uh the ps three has been because there was a kingdom hearts game coming out on it okay. uh so he really got suckered by buying a ps3 and then kingdom hearts 3 never actually came out on it um <laughs> but uh he uh we, we need to have him on and have him explain kingdom hearts to us sometime oh i'll be down for that <laughs> like i i'd watched um bit socket they're a scottish podcast and youtubers um they did a a video where they sat down with someone who's way into it and they kind and i can understand the overarching themes and under i can understand what's going on but just trying to keep that all in your head while you're playing and who's who is really hard especially when you haven't paid played like 90 percent of the games <laughs> yeah because they came out on 17 different consoles and some of them were <laughs> yeah. only on cell phones in japan 
Yes. <laughs> um, but all in all, in general, it's a reasonably fun game. Like, and I, and I don't mind it. Um, I do find the worlds that you're going to, it's more... It didn't seem like you were just playing the story. Like, when you went to Aladdin, it didn't feel like you were just playing the, the Aladdin story. Whereas in this, like, I've been to Tangled, and it just feels like the Tangled world, and it just feels like i have playing... They're just replaying the movie to me. Sure, okay. Or, <laughs> <laughs> like, some of the main beats of the movie. Yeah. And it's like... But in worse... They're pretty good graphics, considering, but in worse graphics than the original movie would have been. <laughs> so, I, I just, like... Yeah, I just find that a bit odd. But, yeah, fun enough. Like, I'll keep ch- ch- um, chipping away at it. Sure. Um... Yeah, you can you you can update us here and there. Tell us uh, tell us if Sora figures out ever figures out how to use a smartphone. Oh, I forget, keep forgetting that it's there, and <laughs> and the game tells me like part of the storyline you got to answer the phone, and it's like then we have this conversation with Mickey, and I'm like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the cooking with Ratatouille was pretty good. Okay, I did I, that was kind of cute. I did I, enjoy that. I do like Ratatouille. That's a great movie. Yeah, it is a very good movie. But yeah, Kingdom Hearts three, huh? I think, yeah. Do you uh, do you want to say anything about Captain Toad Treasure Tracker? It's good. I played. I well, I did talk about it when we talked about the stream. Yeah, yeah. That um, was that was the game I, that you streamed with Odin. I previously only played the demo. Um, okay. I am very impressed how diverse the gameplay is for being a game game that's just about solving mini puzzles. Yeah. and environmental. That, that was a that um, was a spinoff of um, a mini game in a Mario game. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, Nintendo always do well with when they decide on a mechanic, they do really well in fleshing that mechanic out. Yeah, and and they they bleed it for its worth, and we're. I think what what how many chapters would we decide when we're on the stream? Like, it's like we finished the game yeah, and it was only and like that one was chapter, actually like just the first <laughs> chapter basically. <laughs> um, a like, yeah, we're only like a third of the game way through the game, but already like there's just been a lot of diversity in the traversal and the way they've put this three D puzzle style game together, and that's that's impressive. So if anyone hasn't played it and only seen little bits of it. Um, and have thought about getting it. Uh, there is more to it than it meets the eye from the the, the promotional material. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I bought that game on the Wii U back in the day, and I played. I don't know, probably, probably, I'm guessing about half of it or so. Um, but I, I really do need to pick it up on the Switch and and play through the rest of it. Well, yeah, and there's added levels on the Switch yes, version, isn't yeah, there? Yep. And I've just announced DLC for it. Yeah. Um, speaking of Nintendo um, stuff, I don't know how much... Do you, do you have a lot more to say about it? No, no, that's enough. I uh, think that covers it. I've waffled too much yeah. about Nom Galaxy and Kingdom Hearts. Speaking of Nintendo stuff, we didn't uh, we didn't talk about the Nintendo Direct at all. Either the oh, Nintendo yeah. Direct, uh, the, the full Nintendo right. Direct that they did, or the Pokemon Sword and Shield announcements. You're right, because the, the, the Nintendo Direct was a few weeks back now. Yes. Um, what do you remember Remember uh, from it? So the big thing for me is the Link's Awakening remake. Um, oh, yes, yes. I'm keen for that. that. That art style just looks unbelievably good. Like, I love that they're, like, basically uh, making a whole video game 
out of the art style of the of the photos that you could do at the like different like photo locations in the game. Okay. Yep. It's and it's just like it's just beautiful. Like I'm so excited that that game is getting the love it deserves because that is a truly like probably in the age of the internet it's not, but it is truly an underappreciated game. Well, it's one I haven't played it. Um so I, I'm very keen to play it. Yeah. Where does that one fit in the timeline? Uh, good question, man. <laughs> oh, I come have on, no Brian. Idea. You should know. Because this art, the, the look of the game looks like a modernized version of Link to the Past. Yeah. And that's my favorite, one of my favorite Zeldas. Um, so apparently it, it was made by a lot of the Link to the Past team. Uh, so it is, you know, and it is very much in that style. Like it is a link to the past style Zelda game. Um, but it's, it's like really weird. It's like the, it was the weird Zelda game before Majora's Mask. Uh, okay. and I think does, I, it, I guess when I say weird, I mean like weird, like tonally, not, uh, gameplay wise. Um, and I think does the weirdness a little bit better than Majora's Mask does. Like Majora's Mask has its, you know, I love Majora's Mask it has its, uh, it definitely has its its charms, uh, but something about like the, just like the the how like slightly off everything feels in Link's in Link's Awakening, is uh, pretty unrivaled. I think. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm just trying to look on. I'm trying to look on a. Uh... Okay, here's Link's Link's Awakening. Are you are you trying to figure out figure <laughs> out where it stands in the? What. Well, I... I think that I'm I'm taking this for for what it's worth this picture because there's the different timelines as well. You know about that, right? Yes. Yeah. There's like three, right? That yes, the Child Link timeline and Fallen Hero timeline, and then Adult Link timeline. And they they there's a, I think at some point they come back together. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> um. So it is following after the Legend of Zelda. The seasons and ages, yes, which are the two, also the on two the Game min- Boy. Yeah, and so it follows after them. Okay. Um. So it's that's after Link to the Past. Okay, so all those games are like okay. So that's in, that's in the in the good timeline, I guess. That's where all the good games. Yeah, are. the fallen the fallen hero timeline. Um. Other things that were in that Nintendo Direct, uh, Mario Maker Two, uh, looks exciting. Um, interested to see how they're going to do, how they're going to handle creation. Uh, what with not having, you know, not, not necessarily always having a touch screen. Um, I feel like it's probably just going to be, Hey, you should use a touch screen if you're going to create a game or create a level in this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that is the beauty of the switch though, is that you can sit there and play yeah. like that and then just slip it on your dock and then keep playing. Yeah, for sure. Um, Box Boy and Box Girl, I'm very excited about. I don't know if you ever played those games on the 3DS. They're, they're these really cute and fun, uh, puzzle games. I've, I don't know of them, but you don't know much about them. Yeah, so, getting, getting one of those on the Switch is exciting. Um, this was the first time that, uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night ever looked good to me, was during this trailer. Uh, on this thing, and, uh, I think that's about it. Demon X Machina looks good. There's quite a lot. Yeah. And it's looking good for the coming um, coming months. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of um, stuff. I'm trying to think. 
build a new world uh dragon quest builders 2 there was a bit of info in there yeah i'm pretty excited about that yeah, the first which, one was fantastic was, so that, that game's been out right like it's just now just coming out on on switch no this is the second one this is the second sequel How, is this is the sequel not out on other platforms already nope nope okay so it's coming out simultaneously okay i believe so well, I assume it is. Yeah. Uh, the first one was later because the Switch came out after right, right. Dragon Quest Builders. But again, like I mentioned earlier about Non-Om Galaxy, about how the having a short-term goal helps the grind be better. The same thing with Builders because there's more of a story immersed in this yeah. Minecraft-styled yeah. world. It makes it more worthwhile or fun to play the grind. Uh, yeah, there were quite a lot of games. I'm trying to think... Um, did you get it? Did you play the Tetris game? A lot of people have been oh, into yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. I did play a couple of rounds of that, and you know, it's it's Tetris. Like, it's fun. Uh, but if I'm going to play Tetris at this point, like, why am I not just playing Tetris Effect? Oh yes, because yeah, that enough. yeah game is maybe the best Tetris. Um, Rune Factory Four uh, coming out on the Switch, which is pretty interesting. Because that that game is really fun. I don't know if you ever played any of those. Well, I've heard a lot about the Rune Factory games, but never really, never played any of them. It's like it's like Harvest Moon, but more RPG. Uh, it's fun. They're, yep. they're fun games. I got I got really so into the 3DS an... one, the original Rune Factory four, for a while. Yeah, I, t- I think I would wouldn't mind trying a game like this. Yeah, I'd. I'd so I used to know, like. I, I would recommend it. That's a good game. Is this an older game that's being remade or released? Uh, or? Yes. Yeah, Rune Factory four you can pick up on the 3DS. And they're doing a, re- a remake for the Switch. That's yeah, cool. I just love the variety that you're getting on the Switch. Yeah, there's just so much and a lot of love given to older games, and it's just I think it's really good. Yeah, man. Like Link's Awakening. Let me tell you. Oh man, I'm still hoping they do Skyward Sword because that's one I missed. Yeah, I, yeah, I could I could definitely see them doing that. I, I'd I'd be interested to see because that game's really fun. Other than the constant tutorializing. So if they if they were able to scale that back some and let you just kind of do your thing, like, I'd really enjoy playing that game otherwise. Dude, Hellblade's getting released on the Switch. Oh, yeah, Hellbl- Hellblade. I, I missed that announcement. Dang, that's cool. <laughs> that's a very good game. I love that game. And just, I'm glad that studios get in their love for that game and the work they did for this game. Yeah. And I also like, because Nintendo often gets grouped in, oh, it's a kid, it's a childish type right, console. Right. I'm glad there are getting some of these games that are, uh, are more serious themed. Because the more of a market there is for the Switch, the the better it will do, and the more love Nintendo will give the next iteration of it. Um, what do you reckon? Yeah, no, that, that was a good direct. Yeah, and you, Pokemon was the... You got, you got into that Starlink game, right? Yes, they're putting yep. out uh, I, the Star Wolf DLC, basically. Yes, uh, um, which seems pretty the, cool. the, the the Star Fox um, po- components of the Switch version are very cool. Like, it's, it's I think I've said this before. It's it's what I imagine a Star Fox game should be the way the this game plays. Yeah, but we haven't had a Star Fox game play like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the other stuff is very generic stuff but for it um we actually just got a second mount and a second spaceship so we can now play co-op okay nice 
um i haven't played much of it but it's it's a fun game it's like this weird action game but you're a spaceship yeah But yeah, otherwise there was Bam. there was also a Pokemon Direct and it looks really good. Like it's really pretty. Uh the only complaint that I have that hopefully Nintendo is not doing this to me again, um, is that put the Pokemon don't follow you around, it doesn't look like. Uh and please, Nintendo, just let the Pokemon follow me around. Well yeah. They did it with yellow, so I don't know why they wouldn't with this one. Right, and they did it with Let's Go, and they did it with Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Like, please let me just have my Pokemon follow me around Nintendo. It's funny when I said yellow, I actually meant Let's Go because <laughs> well, they were based my, on yellow, so yeah. that works. Exactly. Did you play Yellow uh, Let's Go? Uh, yeah, I didn't get all the way through it, but I played a decent amount of it. I'm up to the 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 end. Nice. I I think I got like. I guess I like Celadon City. Oh yeah. So I've got my three my three legendary birds as well, which I'm happy nice, about. Nice, nice. But yeah, so um, I think that's more or less it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I understand that it's going to follow the similar formula that the previous ones. I kind of was hoping because I'm selfish that they were going to shake things up and do something yeah. very different. The the only thing that I'm hoping is that maybe it's a little bit little bit more open, like for ex like exploration wise. Like hopefully it'll be like bigger areas to explore and not just like direct routes between everything. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, that would be good because I still I still stand by the fact I would love um, Breath of the Wild engine to be used for Pokemon game. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty unreal. And where you just can just ran- roam around the whole of um and i'll I'll do it with one region so just keep it to like the uh, the kanto region or something to start off with so you got limited number of different types of pokemon for sure sure. and you just can cruise cruise around an open world setting and just battle and catch pokemon yeah it'd be so cool yeah so uh so that's Uh, you know pokemon sword and pokemon shield coming out later this year and then i'll be looking forward to pokemon gun Oh yeah, <laughs> which is which is not a me joke. That, That's a joke that everyone made as soon as they saw, uh, uh yes. titles. But it's still very funny. <laughs> It'll be spear, yeah, or something. <laughs> Pokemon Sword, Pokemon Shield, and Pokemon Halberd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, do yeah. we want to? I hope they do change up the gameplay a little bit, though. I'm. I'm they did say they are. Yeah. They're going to be I'm trying not, I'm not things. convinced that they're going to change it that much, though. No. Yeah. So do we want to do we want to read this this question that Matt gave for us? Yep. And read some answers. Yeah, we can do that, and we can get out of here and go do live our lives. All right. You wanna you wanna read the question, and then we'll go back and forth reading answers. Yep. You're going to a fancy dress party with a video game character theme. Who do you go as, and why? All right, uh, first answers from um, John or Dex or whatever at 99 Dexterity uh, says, Hein from King of Fighters 14, not only because he's cool and controls gravity, but also he just looks like a normal dude. No, Though now that I write this all out, people may mistake me for a waiter. Um, John, nobody knows who <laughs> these butler. fighting game characters are. Uh, please, <laughs> please keep them 
out of our podcast, so I'm glad that you followed it up by saying, if I had to pick a non-fighting game character, I'm going dressed as Virgil from Devil May Cry, uh, which is, you know, just a guy in a blue trench coat, which fits John, I guess. <laughs> I actually, I responded to him and said, who would you go if it wasn't a fighting oh, okay. game character? <laughs> well, I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> uh, but yes, the character he's first specified just looks like a butler. Yes, he very much does. There's an image of him here that I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, and then we've got uh, Cool J, surfboard, surfboard, <laughs> uh, at Jeremy Greer. Um, I want to be that guy at the party. And... It's an image of Marvelous Chester. Oh, <laughs> Marvelous Chester. I, I, I knew it was Chester, but I couldn't remember what the other word was. <laughs> it just slipped my mind. Uh, and that would be a cool a cool costume, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. Could you just yeah. get to wear a dark trench coat and lots of belts? <laughs> and like a V from Veneta mask. Right. Yep. Uh, next, we've um, got My Sinclair, at my underscore Sinclair. Uh, says, my femship in the formal ME2 black dress. Um, gotta say, the Mass Effect 2 graphics have not aged well. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this dress looks like it's made out of like latex or leather. And I don't know if it's just the facial expression of this of this shepherd, but she looks very sad, and I want her to be happy. She's at a party. You could customize what your ship characters look like, right? Yes, but do they? Did, did, did that mean that you got to choose whether whether they were frowning all the time or not? I don't know. Like, did, just is, is this is this a choice by my to make this uh <laughs> my right in let us know if if you made your your shepherd yeah. frown like this or if it's just it's because just i didn't take this as sh- i didn't take this as shepherd because my it looked nothing like my shepherd <laughs> when i played mass effect one and i fixed that guess that makes sense yeah but yeah it's just a play it's very simple i'd say cocktail dress yeah. but as brian said made from leather yeah, it looks like it's made out of leather or latex like <laughs> it's very much like a like a kink dress it's not <laughs> uh it's my turn yes. uh brandon is tired sorry brandon get some sleep yeah please please uh, treat yourself to some rest and uh his uh this is eileen the crow had a whole cloak covered in crow feathers so i'd go with that uh, hard agree that's Game. a very good choice <laughs> that would be very cool uh actually i'm thinking about how i could make that work because i've got um, Armageddon coming up in a month's time and I haven't had time to plan cosplay for me and Odin oh you better uh, better figure something so, out well we're thinking about just doing my sister's wedding costumes the Mad Hatter and the Card Knight oh, sure, that sure. you may or may not have seen because yeah. we already have that yeah. in made so <laughs> but I now I'm thinking our Bloodborne character would be very cool <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh, next next Continue. up is uh, Timberwolf at Timberwolf with uh, sevens for the T's uh, says uh, is this is a, this is a new answer, right? I don't know that I've ever seen them before. Yes, I think uh, this is th- new. Th- thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, says Ephraim from Sacred Stones, rather fancy outfit, even without the armor, and has an image of Ephraim here, and does look like a fancy lad. Yeah, I'm questioning the the really short tunic, and then, <laughs> and then the the knee high boots. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping those are trousers I'm and not that those just are bare thighs. Yeah, it, but Kyle if they are bare thighs, that's pretty. That's pretty stylish. I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, that's you got some confidence there, boy. That's right. 
especially how short that tunic is because it wouldn't take much to, to make them slip if no. you know what i mean no, it wouldn't. <laughs> gonna have some real tight pantaloons underneath <laughs> um lord of the podcast roaches at night twitter do you know why his name is lord of the podcast roaches i was just gonna ask you if you knew so i do do you do you know yeah he got attacked by a giant killer roach in <laughs> while he was recording yeah, a podcast yeah everything every insect in australia is bigger than anywhere else in the world truly truly they are uh yeah oh did I, I didn't actually read out his answer nope. sorry i got nope, distracted we by roaches roach. <laughs> um a zombie from dead rising so i can wear my comfiest clothes without feeling bad about how ragged they're getting that is you're a man after my own heart cameron well do some wardrobe shopping there there cameron go buy some you can buy a new outfit that is a good answer though i do like that one uh and then finally we have thrinsa at thrinsa uh has an image of dracula here uh says good color scheme get to wear a cape and can turn into a bat to fly away when i'm done <laughs> so, is that castlevania dracula i believe so i believe that is castlevania dracula yeah, I'm zooming in the image he gave us yeah, yeah that's i mean it's got to be castlevania, yes. castlevania dracula right yeah it is so brian what's your answer uh man that is a good question i didn't i had all this time to think about it and i didn't really um so I'm just going to say I would go as my Titan in Destiny because then I could wear cool armor. Yeah, if, if money or yeah, like abilities yeah. wasn't a question. <laughs> Obviously money is not a question if I'm going to dress up as a video game character. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that would be cool. Some of the Titan cosplay stuff I've seen like for Destiny are pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Um, what about you? To be honest, again, if, if money and an ability to make it weren't a question, I would just love like the looted armor darks, like the late yeah. night armor of Dark Souls. Sure. Yeah, that is that that armor set is a classic. Like I keep looking at it and just thinking, I wish I had the the skills and and or money to to make this happen, like fully make it happen, and not just be a a cheap rip off. Yeah. You could just dress up as Solaire, and you could just run around praising the sun the whole time. That too would be very good. <laughs> I did, did. I tell you about my my dis, my uh, almost buying a lot of uh, ring ringed chainmail no, sheets didn't. to make it my own my own chainmail set because to buy chainmail is very expensive. Yeah. But I found online I could get. I don't know if you know, when you have cast iron pans, you scrub them with a uh, stainless steel ring. Yeah, yeah. Like chainmail cloth. And so I worked out, if I bought a bunch of those, I could actually just make my own chainmail okay, okay. for a lot cheaper than buying chainmail. <laughs> <laughs> and I was this close to, to hitting that hitting that button. Uh, <laughs> just think about how heavy that would be on your body, though. I don't care. I mean, it would be cool, I want but my man, own, just think about how heavy it would be. Or, yeah, we, we were talking earlier in this episode about how tired our arms would get after playing VR for like ten minutes. <laughs> uh, hashtag worth it. <laughs> hashtag worth it. 
Or want my own chainmail. Like my brother's, uh, I think he's making his own chainmail set. Oh yeah. Like he found a place in the states sell like the the rings individually that you can then click together. Like they design so you can make your own. And he managed to. He got like a giant crate of them, and I think he's working on making his own. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I made sheets or sh- sections of um, chainmail for my Lynx costume. Okay. With just like cheap wire that you wind up and then around a stick and then you cut and make your own rings. And that, I made my fingers bleed to doing that. Uh, yeah, that was hard. <laughs> and I only got like a few feet of chainmail. Yeah. <laughs> and I just chucked, I chucked around like the, the arms so it looked like it was popping out from underneath the tunic and around the, the hem at the bottom. So I faked looking like I had chainmail when I only had sections of chainmail. <laughs> Perfect. But I want to, I want my own. So if anyone out there has a spare uh, set of chainmail they want <laughs> to give to me. A spare set of chainmail that, that is fitted to Charles's body. I don't mind if it's too big. <laughs> I will make it work. Because I have worn fake chainmail for Lord of the Rings, like that's one of the things I got to wear. Yeah, um, and that and that was still quite heavy. And what they, it's all plastic rings coated in a thin layer of metal. Um, actually, I have a I have a section of it that ripped off my orc costume up on my shelf. I'll send a picture to you later, Brian. Um, but yeah, and that was still quite heavy. Yeah. So I'm saying, man, five minutes, and you're gonna not want to be wearing chainmail anymore. <laughs> If I get to be solier, worth right, it's it. worth it. <laughs> yeah, worth it. Worth it. All right, if you say so. On that note, why don't we wrap <laughs> up this podcast? Fair enough. <laughs> We've been doing this for two hours. Yeah, it's been fun, though. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a while, so glad that we got to do it again. Um, mm-hmm. where, uh, where can people find you on the internet? You can start with me at Twitter at Vader Van Odin. Yeah. At Twitter. And uh, you can find me at Wade Brian R. You can find the podcast at Dark Insight Pod and at darkinsight.net. Um, hopefully soon we'll start actually recording these on a, regular, on a regular basis again. I feel like maybe people's lives are starting to slow down a little bit. Yep. And uh, I would like to do that more yeah. often. Yeah, it's always a good time. So let's uh, let's plan on doing this more often. Uh, thank you for spending the last two hours with me, Charles and listeners. It's been a good time. And we will see you next time. Thank you. Bye bye. Oh, yeah. Hell. <laughs> well, you've come to the right place. Yarnum is the home of blood illustration. You need only unravel its mystery. But where's an outsider like yourself to begin? Easy, with a bit of yarn and blood of your own. But first, you need a contract. Good. All signed and sealed. Now, let's begin the transfusion. Oh, don't you worry. Whatever happens, you may think it all a mere bad. 
He ties my arm off, but it feels like I've been shackled. And as the process begins, he lets out a cackle. I must admit, I'm quite flustered. What did he mean when he said it may seem just like a bad dream? But I get a rush of blood to the head. I'm quite woozy. I start to drift off unsure what he just did to me. I can only hope the process changes everything. If only I understood then how it would change my entire being. I awake and the floor is an ocean of blood. So dense and thick, rising up like a river flood. My heart starts to pound, emerging from its mist. A blood-soaked werewolf licking its lips. With a twisted claw, it extends its hand towards me. But it catches fire and howls out in pain angrily. I feel a tug at my leg before I can wonder why. I'm swarmed by tiny creatures. All I can do is close my eyes. Ma pauvre muse, qu'as-tu donc ce matin